Welcome back to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who are made in the 80s. I'm Shalia. I'm Tim. Hey, it's Kendon again. <laughs> again, Kendon's still here. He's back. So are we. And this week we're going to talk about weird science. But first, I want to check in with you guys. Uh, is there any news? What's going on in the world? Uh, we got a trailer for Ali Wong's Netflix movie. Ooh. Always Be My Maybe. Maybe? With, always Be My Maybe. I with like her that. and Randall Park. I love her. A now, movie? I brought a movie. Like, not, like a, a comedy? Like a, a romantic a stand-up comedy. stand-up movie? No. Romantic is... comedy. Can she act? We will find out. Huh. She's um, great on stage. She's great on stage. Here's what wow. I love about this. And wait, why no, wait, she writes for Fresh Off the Boat, right? I think so. Okay. Here's, here's what I love about this movie being out and what I love about streaming services. Like, there's no, I don't know a studio that will put out a romantic comedy with two Asian leads. Yeah. That, that's the movie. We're not quite there yet. We're not there yet. But Netflix is a vehicle Netflix for them to have is. that movie. Right. But also, Crazy Rich Asians. Has has probably only opened that door more. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. I, I think it had helped. Yeah, for sure. Who put that out? Uh, one of the bigger studios. Yeah, that was amazing. How did that happen? How did that get made? The books the book. were probably the really book popular. The popular. Book. Bought the book, optioned the book, brought in a good director. It's a book. It's John a series Chu. of three books too. Yeah. So they have a couple sequels. Fine director. I mean, they, they nailed the casting with Henry Golding and uh, what's his face as the lead, and they surrounded him with comedians. <laughs> and it worked. Aquafina. <laughs> yeah, you surround. I but, didn't find her that funny. But she's. But she's she, her. So I like. Yeah. I'm. I'm reading everything that she did, which I thought was funny, uh, as Aquafina doing these things too, which not was, like the character. Well, Ken, Ken Young was in there. Yeah, he was in it. Briefly. I love that guy. He's uh, so funny. So yeah, you surrounded him with other talented actors, and uh, what's the name? Plays a good mom, the evil mom. Yeah, she did. Um, Michelle Yao. Yeah, she's the sort of like you know. Stepmom from hell. Hmm. Well, mother in law. Not monster in law. Monster in law. Yeah, kind of the monster in law. So, yeah. Well, Did you ever see that? Literally, movie? what it was. Yes. Well, in monster in law, it turns out that the mother in law's mother is off. Mother in law is awful. And same thing here. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of pulled yeah. some. Yeah. Pulled from some other. Yeah. So, that's, why, that's how that works. That's cool. So, yeah. Like so, yeah. It. Anyway, that's the news. It's coming out in May 31st. Ooh, soon. So, if you're into romantic comedies and you like this kind of stuff, you love Ali Wong or Round the Park, I would definitely check it out. There's a cameo at the end of the trailer by an, uh, another actor that's really funny. Yes. I'm in. Yeah. I'll watch it. Memorial Day weekend or a little bit after Memorial that? Memorial Day weekend. So, cool. Yep. Because I don't think we're going on any trips. So, I will have TV to watch. And uh, Tim, or, or not Tim, Kendon, do you have any news? Um, well, I have a small discussion point. What's that? Um, the only note I've made for the podcast in a while. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 came out recently. Oh. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Yeah. There's a certain... Um, do you know who Jax is from Mortal Kombat? I was thinking Jax from uh, Sons of Anarchy, so no. No. Not <laughs> so, Jax Teller. So he's the big black military dude with metal arms. Okay. Very Mike Tyson-ish. Sure. Yeah, well, without the silly voice. Yeah. Um. So, um. Apparently, in one of the non-canonical ending scenes, you get for beating the mode, one of the game modes. Oh wait, you're talking about the game Mortal Kombat came out, not a movie. No. Oh, they have not made eleven Mortal Kombat movies. Got you. Okay. Um. Apparently, he goes back and he he gains the power uh, to go back in time, and he goes back to fix slavery. 
Nice. Good job. Okay, well, there goes her answer. (laughs) He fixes it. How does he fix it? (laughs) Apparently, it takes him multiple tries to get it right. Um, I don't know. I was reading the article because there was a bunch of people who were pissed about it, of course. Well, because it's the gaming community. Um, I just what does wanted... that mean? How does that? I don't understand how that answers the question. Why would the gaming community be mad about that? They are they're mad about everything. Yeah, they're, and they're often draped in misogyny and, and homophobia and racism. They're the same people. Oh, like uh, 4chan, the 4chan is filled with. Well, they're not all incels or anything, but they're the sort of people who fill up 4chan. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyways, I just thought it was a funny idea. Also, Tim, when you were a kid, it. did you ever think about like that sort of stuff after watching like Terminator or something? Yeah, it's like, what would I do yeah. with time travel? I'd go back, take some modern weapons, and go and fix slavery. <laughs> the idea that someone would be, <laughs> someone be mad at the fantasy of someone going back and ending slavery. Why would you be mad about that? That's what I don't... Yeah, I yeah. didn't quite get that. Yeah. What, so how did he do it? Did he like go to Africa and blow up the ships? I'm sure there's like, some no, game... Don't, I'm sure, don't get on those. I'm sure there's some YouTube video showing the game. Yeah, right? I mean... I'm yeah. sure there is. What I don't know the, what different points right like the different decision points in time where he went back um fixed it well ken is looking that up it was a while ago no it it just it's kind of generic but but the thing that people are mad about is they're saying that the game studio is promoting white genocide oh so that's how he fixed slavery (laughs) white genocide is a buzzword how did he fix again my thought was going back to the boats and he does he does uh, on him yeah, but if it's white genocide, that makes me. Have think. you guys seen those white genocide videos? Uh, this is the first time I've ever heard of the word white genocide. Oh, Google! Like, if you ever look up white genocide videos on YouTube, they're insane. Huh. Um. Real quick, I have a quick question. Yeah. I don't want to go long on this question at all. I just have a question for you. What do you do? You think this will happen again as Game of Thrones is ended? Do you think there'll be another show that's appointment viewing the way Game of Thrones is? The Expanse. No. 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 Oh, appointment viewing? Appointment. Like, like Sunday night, 6 o'clock, I'm watching it because I don't want to get spoiled. I don't want no. anyone to spoil it for me. No. You don't think it happens again? Because I, I don't think you can sell a show on being appointment viewing now. Because it would have to start as appointment viewing now, right? 2011. Was it 2011? Yeah, it didn't start that way. Game of Thrones started as a... As a you know, a, a show that starts at a specific time in 2011, and we were not nearly as far along in the um, how do you Screaming. say? Yeah, yeah and, or like was it 2009? Whole... It started in 2009, right? Yeah. So they hadn't gotten to the point where, yeah, the, the, where streaming had gotten so dominant. So now you're saying, well, I'm going to start a new show in this not in, in, and use this older. I think, well, here's the thing. If you control it, then you ha- if you have the show that's big enough, you can do it if that's what you want to stick to. The hard part is you have to have a show that has the following. And that was the thing about Game of Thrones was, I mean, I started appointment watching. I started that in season two. Season one had already come out and I, I watched all of that. So then I it had me. And then I was appointment watching after that. So it's got to be something that has people's attention and that's, I mean, I was an early person for that. Lots of folks joined later, they, later even. So they had lots of seasons to right. like be into and then appointment watch. But I mean, like we still appointment watch Insecure. Mm-hmm. There are some shows that if you can get the following and you can get people to want to and to need to see it, if you if you can get that and you stick to, we're going to do an appointment. I can see it. I can see 
um, that it lasts. But I don't. I just don't know what else is going to be big like right. this big. The, the, my next thing I think is like well, the next the other thing that's close to that is probably like when Stranger Things comes out in July, like everyone want to watch it that weekend. Like right, that's the, to, but yeah, appointment Stranger viewing. Things, a lot of appointment viewing is going to become binging it as quickly well, as I can. Well, that's the thing. Stranger Things started with dropping it all at once, yeah. so you can't. I don't think you can go to a appointment viewing after that like you well, can't netflix, can. netflix has has uh, experimented with some shows that are released week to week and they've gone backwards so so season three of stranger things they end up doing an appointment they've gotten the first two out you got us now we're gonna watch it week to week maybe I think maybe that's us. the thing is but probably not like probably even stranger things i'll wait till it's all done we just did that with true detective yeah i'll wait till the whole season's done and then i'll watch it yeah I, i'm not gonna string along like, um, I will with Game of Thrones, like you said, because I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's like exciting for it to be happening. I, you know, I'm not part of the I'm not a typical, but I didn't care if I got spoiled for Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, that, I'm you not even fell off on it too. Right. The main thing was to was the water cooler nature of it. So yeah. I'm actually going back on what I was saying earlier. You get the right show if it becomes water cooler nature, like. That's still a dynamic that's not going to necessarily go away, and it's useful to to for content creators to have to string you along and have something that every week a new conversation blooms. Um, but and the other, the other thing I was going to say about Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones was was really big fantasy book, like really really popular fantasy book, but it was a book series yeah. in a in a fantasy in genre, a massive book series, right? But the, you, I, I'm just realizing there's no way I can guess what the next thing that reaches Game of Thrones status is because having read Game of Thrones back before the show, I would not have thought that it was going to be the biggest show in the yeah. world. Yeah. Like, like I would not have guessed that. So what it needs is really, really good source material to start with. And like someone a good supportive, put a lot of money into it. Yeah, a good supportive network or whatever, people yeah. willing to. And top-notch actors and creators because that's what's great about Game of Thrones. The yeah. writing is not that great. Now, right. particularly the last couple seasons, but the craft. I remember these documentaries going into people who were making um, the prequel movies because mm-hmm. they heavily documented all of this stuff because they were going to be like the biggest movies ever. And there's people just putting all of this love and craft into a background alien, mm-hmm. right? It's like that is one of the things I appreciate about Game of Thrones when people will be like, well, is the book series better? Is this or that? This, you're going to get a better story out of a book, t- typically, but you're not going to get the world, like, visual creation, physical creation that so many people working on it. So um, here's what I think could do it if if they can get the backing for it, is I do think that The Expanse has the promise for that and the reason i think it is because it's got three seasons that are already out Mm -hmm. and it's set up for another one so i think and it's changed um production companies i guess is what i would call it like it changed yeah so like sci-fi dropped it and then bezos picked it up so now it's on amazon amazon has the money to put to put a huge push behind it and it's a very um so we're 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 but we are very relatively um early in even with having two three full seasons out yeah we are very early in in the story because there's what nine books there's nine books plus the novellas and things that are weaving in and out so there's a lot there and it the story goes really far and so 
I think that's one if they can get the audiences its space. So that's difficult. I think it's mm-hmm. more difficult to get the audiences for. Except for but, Star Wars is a, is is really popular. True, as as a Star Trek. Yeah, and this is this is that. Yeah, and, actually, and so this could be that. And it has the political cutthroat nature yeah, and of that's the Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones piece, like the drama is there for all of that. So I think that that's one that if they can, oh. if they can get like. If they can do it right, I think it could turn into appointment television. The thing that I like about appointment television and um, why I think it, it's a good idea if they can make it work is that we're all on the same time frame. We're, we're all experiencing this kind of together. When you drop all of Stranger Things on there, some of us watch it that weekend. Yeah. Some of us haven't gotten to it yet. So I can't right. show up on Monday and want to talk about it because there's a whole bunch of people who haven't seen it yet yeah. um, or who who haven't made it all the way through. And most of the question is, okay, where are you so far? Yeah. And you're having to try to like figure out who's where. But like with these appointment um, viewings, it's so nice that I know what I watched last night. I had, If you watched it last night, we're talking about the same thing. Neither right. of us are ahead. We don't know what's going to come next. You know, I like that. You know what I would actually appreciate and go along with for shows like this is dropping four episodes every weekend. Like every Saturday or, or every Sunday, you drop four episodes of The Expanse over a month. It kind of means that I don't have to worry about just watching a little bit and then being strung along for two or three months. But it also means that you could get that conversation of what happened. It was almost like dropping a movie, a series, uh, week to week to week. And I think that would be an interesting hi- like hybrid uh, experiment for them to do. I say I would say yes, except for that one of the things that I think is use- um, yeah, useful here is that you create a routine. And so for the last couple of months on Sundays, I know what I'm doing. I'm watching Sunday Game night, of Thrones. Yeah. And on Mondays, I know I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Or I'm avoiding the same it if thing. I haven't watched it. But it wouldn't be because it would be just every third Sunday. No, no, that's not Sunday. what I'm saying. You're saying drop four on Sunday. Oh, you're saying drop four this Sunday, drop four next Sunday? Yeah. Oh, I see. Because this Game of Thrones Even season then, was only six episodes. Up, this I'm Game of Thrones on Monday morning and be like, did you watch all four episodes? Because most of the people I know yeah. wouldn't have. But that's what I say. It's an experiment. Yeah, you got to have... Because even have when your people are binging shows, when yeah. people are binging shows, they're typically not going to get through 11 episodes in one day. So there might be a, a, a sweet spot where you're not getting, like, where you're not getting too little content, which it, to me, one episode every week is just not enough. Or you, or, hey, do you remember, like, like Thundercats and stuff like that used to come out, like, uh, four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series like that. I mean, what if you took like a 12... Yeah, it's great. We should find a way to make it that happen on there. Because The Mask of the Phantasm is still my favorite Batman movie. But, I mean, I don't know. What if you released an episode every day for two weeks? Uh, I think these are things that they can play around with now that it's not... Since the limits have been taken away in certain ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good question, Tim. Everyone thought binging was going to be like, oh, who's going to love that? But people do it. Oh, I love it. And we'll, I, and I'll literally, like Shalia said, I'll wait until a series is over before yeah. or, or a, a regular appointment viewing season is over so that I can binge it. And we will be like, um, there's ones where I'm like, how many seasons does it have? Because I'm not going to start one that only has one season. I get mad if that happens. Yeah, yeah. It, like one at least two seasons in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um I think it really helped with True Detective, honestly. Yeah. 
Especially because there's like our lives are a lot crazier now. There's a lot more stuff to watch, and like like I, I don't know if I would have kept all the threads in my head over week to week to week if we're also binging shows on Netflix at the same time. <laughs> That's it. There's a lot of media out there that we're trying to keep clear and be like, who's doing what in this universe? We also have jobs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else in terms of news? We've been on news for a second here. No, no. Okay, what are you guys up to? What have you been thinking about doing, watching, reading, listening to? No. Well, so Shalia mentioned The Expanse. We're reading, and we're all, we're both on the second book, and we're both on the second season. It's really weird to watch the two. But I want to hold real, like, real discussion for that for another week or so so that we can finish um, we can finish the television series. But I wanted to mention that we are doing that. Um, I watched a couple of movies. One of them was called The Children's Act. And the other one was called um, If Bill Street Could Talk. Yeah, Bill Street's great. So the child act um, is Emma Thompson oh. and Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. And she plays a um, like a high court judge in Britain. And the child act has to do with, or is like a, a law or a statute that the court needs to work in the best uh, interest of a child. Right. And she doesn't have any children, and this is part of, like, the character. Um, they basically are a childless, very successful, but childless couple. Um, she's had to give up a lot for her career, and he's given up a lot for her career. Um, and it centers around a case where a uh, 17-year-old Jehovah Witness will not um, is refusing treatment for blood cancers, a, a blood transfusion to treat cancer essentially oh so it's not like a something that's gonna guarantee fix the kid it will his white his white blood count has been knocked down because his bone marrow has been decimated so he needs like a new transfusion of blood to support his immune system but then he'll live yeah okay and i don't know if anybody's gonna see this movie so i'm not worried about like spoiling actually his head just turned no my neck hurts oh okay um they end they end up not going through with it or, or they end up going through with it the kid lives because he gets the transfusion right and but there's a lot of more complexity stuff that, that's happening in there and the fact that he's he's 17 and he's within like a month or so of turning 18 that's part of the phil- philosophical discussion there is you know he could choose to not take this in a month because he would be an adult um, is he being coerced by his family? This and that. It was a really interesting movie. This you know, was I watched it on like Delta Airlines. I was eighteen. I was two weeks um, into my eighteenth. Like I had my eighteenth birthday. Two weeks later, I was in the hospital, and they were trying to give me an IV. I was like severely dehydrated, mm-hmm. and they wanted to give me an IV, and I was rejecting it. And I didn't want them to do that. Um, and they lied to me and said I didn't have a choice. That my dad was there, and my dad consented to it, so I had to do it. Um, wow. And I wow. have never sued them, but uh yeah. They I wouldn't let you. They gave me a IV. <laughs> you said within a month of your eighteenth birthday? Yeah. I met you like With a month weeks, after that. Two weeks into my after my eighteenth birthday. <laughs> I, I I literally had like this had all just happened right short before. after it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just don't like needles though. I don't yeah, yeah exactly. I hate needles so too. I was like, I'll drink more Gatorade. I will send me home. I'm not I don't want not drink more an Gatorade. IV. Yeah. I don't want an IV. Do not put that on me. And then they did. They told me I had to. I'm sorry to say I didn't I'm glad have they the did. Power to consent. I'm not even sorry to say. 
Anyway, <laughs> so this 17 year old kid, I mean, blood transfusion is different than IV, but I think um, but, it's an interesting thing, right? How, yeah, what, what age do you get to make those decisions? Well, one of the cool, th- well, the law says this specifically 18, I guess, in, in the UK, but it's an interesting thing because I learned a bit more about like why they have a problem with with blood transfusions and, and like blood is life the blood is a gift from god um, this is how the movie characters describe it and and it makes their it makes it make sense i mean somebody in the movie is, is like like what do you say people didn't even know what drug drug transfusions mean, meant so how is it that they they it, it was uh, specifically um how do you say outlawed or outlawed whatever or banned or looked yeah, down in I a think, negative way? But there is some wording in there. When I read it, I was like, "It's kind of convinced." It doesn't seem like what it really meant. And I think that you know, keeping people alive by scientific meth- meth- means is a, is a typically a pretty good thing. Um, but I saw their point, like from the religious angle. But then I also saw the point of, you know, is this kid being coerced? He's gonna lose his if he made the choice that he wants the blood transfusion. He wants to live. He has these reasons. He's going to lose community. Mm-hmm. Versus and then, it happens against his will. Yeah. The thing I think is interesting with kids is that, because um, we see kids in court, right? And courts, judges making decisions um, um, about where a kid is going to live, um, you know, what school they might go to. They, they Judges get to make a lot of decisions on for some kids. And, it, it's interesting because there are times where the kid is saying, I don't want that. Like, I want something different. And in terms of the best interest of the kid, the court has to act as the parent and be like, okay. I mean, like parents have to do all the time. My kid wants to go to this movie tonight. Mm. I don't think they should go because I think X, Y, Z, they have something tomorrow and they'll be too tired. Um, and how often it is that parents make decisions and put limits on kids and um, that, the kids at the time are thinking, oh, you suck, parent. You're too oppressive. And I'm, I'm thinking this is such a good topic considering the movie that we're talking about today. But there's some situations where it's like actually the parent is right and they're doing what's right for the kid that's called parenting. It's like it's the hard choice, but it might be the right choice. And then other times it's not the right choice. And it's like, okay, parent, relax. This kid is old enough to be making some decisions on their own. But I think it's really hard to be a parent and make those decisions. Yeah, for sure. Because if something bad happens, you were the one who could have prevented it, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah. you had said, no, you're grounded, stay home. Um, yeah. Like if you're raped by a 22-year-old woman. What? Oh, I think she was 24. 24-year-old woman. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Um, wait, are we talking about the movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, and so the other one was if Bill Street could talk. And now this movie heavily, heavily affected me. Yeah. Um, what was it about it? Um, I don't like waste of life, waste of potential. Um, so this movie, Tim, maybe you can tell more about it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it, but I, I mean, I hear it's great. It's great. Um, well, well actually, Beautiful. you know what? I was expecting the guys on... Um, Black men can't jump in, in Hollywood to like it more. Mm-hmm. They ended up not liking it, and for a lot of the reasons that I did like it. Like, it's told in kind of a non-linear way. Yeah. There's a lot of lingering shots. It's, it's very it's much... Very much Barry Jenkins. That's yeah. Moonlight. Moonlight's a non-linear story. Yeah, it's also um, very... Um, how do you say? Um, atmospheric. Is is it a non... Is, is Moonlight a non-linear... 
It's just told. <laughs> it's just told in three different chunks, but the, the, those chunks aren't told out of order, right? Is it? Yeah, I think yeah, you just got to start it with. It just has no, no, right, it's linear. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, somehow I thought it started. I understand. I like where you were going with yeah. that. Yeah. Not it's a non-traditional storytelling. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So um, this movie. Can you explain the plot for me? <laughs> uh, the plot is essentially these two young kids are in New York City in the 1960s, and uh, they're... I think it's the 70s, se- right? Is it, no, 70s? Okay, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, the uh, they find out she's yeah. pregnant. The, the, the girl's pregnant, and, and her boyfriend finally they're going to have a kid, and his family's super religious, so it's a little bit of tension, but then he gets accused of raping this woman and gets locked up for a crime he didn't commit. So they're trying to get him out of prison. And we're more or less 100% sure he didn't we're commit it. Sure he didn't do it. We were given like the information that it was impossible for him to be in yeah, two locations. He had a run with time. an officer like before. Yeah. And he, you know, pretty much vowed to get him. And so we got him. Hmm. And, you know, there's really nothing they could do about it. And that's like, it's really just a short description of it, but it's much more about the existence of these people. Yeah. And, and even Brian Tyree Henry showing up and sort of telling his story. He like yeah, owns the movie for like 15 minutes. He just shows up and it's like. But the, the, the man, there's a lot of like for one of the saddest movies I've ever seen. There's so much like love in it. Yeah. Mm. Like they talk like he was saying that the 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 um the boyfriend's family is really religious or whatever. And the mom flips out and says one of the worst things I've ever heard somebody. Yeah, say. she does. Um, But. When when the girl comes home to the dad, like you're expecting from this sort of movie, and the guy kind of likes to drink, but we don't know if he's a drunk or not. But like, I'm nervous. Yeah, that she has to tell her dad, and that's Coleman, and her dad is just excited. Yeah, that's you know they're not married yet; they're sort of young, but they're not like uh, they're not in high school or anything. But he's excited. I hope it's a boy. Like, and then the the religious the the boyfriend's family, their dad, the mom is a is a piece of work, but the dad is actually fun. Like him and the other dad get along. They're 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 gonna drink together to to, you know, uh, celebrate the new um, the new grandchild and all of this. So there's all of these different parts of uh, love and how they're they're trying to find a place to live. And somebody finally is giving them a break. Like, um, what's James Franco's brother? Dave name? Franco. Dave Franco is in it. Um, yeah, for a movie that has so much sadness, a lot of love. I mean, there's a King lot of love. Great, you see why she won an Academy Award. Who did Regina King? Oh yeah, Regina King. Yeah, there was one thing that that the 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 uh, that podcast, the Black Men Can't Jump, they, they didn't get the point of the wig, the wig scene. You know, right before she goes yeah. and talks to the woman, and I was like, I got it. Like, I feel like it made sense, but you know, what Regina King wearing a wig? Yeah, this is her. It's a uh, this mont- not a montage, the scene of her getting ready to go meet this. She didn't even go to meet the woman at the point. She's going to meet the guy to find the woman. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, she's wearing a wig throughout the entire movie. Like, it's kind of like this classic, like, of the era thing of wearing a certain sort of wig. I think of it like a church wig or I yeah. don't know. Is she Jewish? No. No, she's black. Okay. No. She's Which Jewish. doesn't mean you can't be say, Jewish, okay. but <laughs> she's great. Even that scene at the house when they're talking about the pregnancy, she's like, that has nothing to do with the baby. Like, yeah. I know you're upset, but like at this point, there's a baby coming, and we all need to sort of get together and like. Whose mom is she? Um, the the daughter's mom. What's oh, her okay. name? I forget her name. But it's yeah, it's, it's, it's this it's, is like her uh, the the daughter's breakout performance. Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't recognize anything she had been in. What's her name? 
That's exciting. And there's lots of like close ups on like very perfect faces. <laughs> where it's like nobody has you you would love so much of this movie. I mean just I'm knowing I'm excited to see it. You just told the, me to the You score. cannot watch it without no. yeah, me. Wait. The score is great. Yeah. Um the, the costuming is great. Uh and her, her name's Kiki Lane and the, the guy who plays Fonny is, is Stephen James Stephen James. And he was in something he's I in recognize something coming up. He's in he's in Twelve Bridges coming up with um no, something that I may have seen recently. Too. He's in he's in Twelve Bridges coming up with uh, Chadwick hey. about the guy who's apparently killed a cop in New York and trying to get. He was in uh-huh. Selma. He was in Race. He was in Cross the Line. Shots fired. I don't know if you've seen him. Man. He's good. Yeah. So, Kendon, um, y- you can count, I think, on one hand the times that you've cried watching a movie, right? Yeah, and I only need one finger to cr- talk about how many times I've cried on an airplane. What what, you, <laughs> what scene made you cry? Oh, two or three of them. I it's emotional. Now. Yeah. It's emotional. Yeah. I didn't cry watching it, but I get it. I get why people would. It was really emotional. Yeah, I think I was a little sleep deprived as well. And that scene when, because <laughs> they don't really explain what's happening to him, but she comes to visit him. You can see he's got some marks and scars on him. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. He's sort of just like, you have no idea what's going you on. You never find out what the kid is writing? Nope. But you get an idea because it's like in the end he has to he, he has to take the years, um, even though we all know he didn't do it. Yeah. And so you see what what they start off with like all of this really romantic. It's almost dreamlike. I don't even know if the first scene is oh, real. Oh, they're walking down yeah. in New York and they're all dressed up and um, they're talking about wanting to spend life their life with each other. It's beautiful. Yeah, they're actually in love. It's not. It 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 skirts around a whole lot of like the. Uh, what do, we, what do you would call it? Like, he's like a wood carver. He's like an artist, but he worked a factory job. But now he's just trying to make artwork. And she works at a at a department store selling perfume. And she talks about the way men come in and smell perfume from her. It's really it's it's really well done. But also, it's a it's a James Baldwin story. Probably oh, what do you mean? It's a book, James Baldwin. Did he write books? Or he was an yeah. author. Huh, I didn't know that. <laughs> like fictional books yeah. James Baldwin wrote? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So this was an adaptation of a James Baldwin story. Oh. Which now I'm like, should I go and read this book or yes, not? Yes, you should. Let's get out audio. Well, yeah, I mean. He doesn't read otherwise. <laughs> if he's talking about I'll, I'm going to go Nonfiction this I book, read. Yeah. I'll read nonfiction. But if he's talking about I'm going to go read this book, he's, he's yeah. meaning Audible or County Library System audiobook. Oh, man, it's great. Um, yeah, pro tip, guys. Um, if you do and get into uh, audiobooks, what's the cap? Was the app called uh, Audibly? Overdrive. Overdrive. I don't use Overdrive. I use uh, Audible. I use Libby. Libby. Same, same thing. Oh, okay, yeah. But the point is, is I that use. if you have a King County Library, or probably Seattle Library, but I think King County Library actually has yeah. more stuff, more access to stuff. You can then add that library into some of these different apps. I use Overdrive. He uses Lib- Libby. 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 Um, and you get the, you have free audiobooks. Like yeah. that is actually the first place I'll go um, before I go. Yeah. yeah, it's a library. But That's also, you, idea. Can, you can send people audiobooks as gifts. That's nice. Which is always a good time. Can you do that? Like I have Audible, so you, can you send it to me? I've never probably Audible's Amazon, so yeah, probably it's pretty easy to send me stuff. Send send them an audiobook. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so what I have been up to is recently had the opportunity to hear a speech by Hill Harper. Do you know, I know who Hill, Hill Harper, Harper is? is? Yeah, he got killed in that uh, that movie Skulls. <laughs> he is an actor. 
Um, he's, in the skull? Oh, oh, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. He did mention that movie, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. So they he's he's an actor, um, and it turns out he lives in Seattle part of the year because Good Doctor that he's in um, is filmed in Vancouver. So I didn't know that, but uh, apparently his kid was like, I'm not living in Vancouver. So they have a place in Seattle that they live in. That's funny because he should live in Vancouver. Yeah, like, Vancouver's bomb. Vancouver. And yeah. the kid is what? What do you say? The kid was three? Yeah, something like that. I was just like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I love Seattle, but Vancouver's beautiful, yeah. wonderful too. And I don't know what his like wife's uh, influence is on any of that Probably either. A lot. But yeah. So anyway, so he's an actor, right? He's been in many, many... Um, films and he's currently he's on author. a tv show the good doctor um he also was friends with obama um so he i love that story they're not friends obama. anymore <laughs> um well so i was gonna say was because he uh was part of the administration he was like um one of the foreign ambassador folks like oh, he, he had, he had a like an appointment to do something, like a, leg- and I a legit what. job yeah, i remember that yeah so he was doing that. So yeah, him and Obama met in law school. They, he's a lawyer. Turns out I did not know that about him. Um, and they met in the basketball court. What, oh my what, god! What, what, you, I wish I had the line perfect. Or, or, but basically, he was like, he sees this tall, gangly guy, or whatever, walk in, and he was like, "Oh, so do you want to play basketball? <laughs> Are you here to play basketball?" And Obama was like, uh, "Why else would I uh, be in the gym for?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds all right. Yeah, why else would I be in the gym? But in an Obama voice, right? Yeah. So yeah, they went to Harvard Law together, and um, so that was really interesting to I, he. So I knew he was going to be speaking. I didn't know what he was going to be talking about. His face looked familiar, but I didn't really get it. But um, it was really uh, it was great. I thought that he had a lot to say and was very motivating. Isn't he an author too? He's an author, right? Um, I don't know. Probably he's, he's written a couple of books. I, I believe. I yeah, he seems like he would have. His mom wanted him though to use the law degree, so he has created a law office. Um, it's called like North Star something, and so he's now got a law office that they take on certain cases. And so I think he had something to do with some cases in Ferguson and in Flint. Um, so it's not, so he's taking on some things that he thinks are important. Um, but anyway, that was, that's what I've been up to is, <laughs> it's kind of funny cause like, oh, going into hearing one, like thinking that I'm ex- going to hear one thing and then hearing something completely different in terms of topic and call to action yeah. and stuff. But that was pretty fun. Um, okay. Anything else that we want to talk about that we went up to? Do no, no. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Are we getting into it then? Weird science. Oh, real quick. There's a trailer for uh, Black Mirror in the new season. It's five episodes, three episodes. When is it coming out? They didn't say. Soon. June, I think. We're I a whole season behind, aren't we're, we? We're not, though. Because we've been saying that. We're not. We're not a whole season behind. Oh, okay. Lots um, of brown I, faces I went in this and, like, new season. checked it out. So I saw the so part of the trailer. Brown faces it in the new season. It looks compelling. Anthony Mackie. What's his name? Who played... Black man you said brown faces. Brown faces. I thought you said there's a lot of brown face in this movie in no. this season. Oh, no. <laughs> brown faces. Like, um. uh, Nicole Bahari. It's a lot of people. So yeah, interested to see. Black Mirror has been pretty good about that. Yeah, most. British. Maybe that's where we got Letitia right, right? Mm-hmm. Most British shows have been pretty decent about. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so weird science. A John Hughes film, Weird Science. It's purely sexual. 
Kendon, this movie was your idea. What is weird science? What, was it my, my idea? idea? No, it was it not was my idea. idea? It, was, it was a movie I loved as a kid. Okay, so what year? Tell us what year, who directed it, who's in it. 1985, Weird Science. I can't believe my parents. I was like eight years old watching this movie. I can't believe my parents let me watch it. Oh, yeah, me neither. I can't believe it's PG-13. Uh, yeah, definitely. Huh. There's like nothing it's particularly not... egregious in yeah, this just movie. boobs. Well, our boobs in it. Um, directed by John Hughes, which I did not know. Written yeah, that was I was very surprised. By John Hughes, starring Anthony Michael Hall, mm-hmm. uh, Ian Michael, Ian Mitchell Smith, Kelly LeBrock, who plays Lisa, Bill Paxton, Susan Snyder, Judy Aronson, Robert Downey Jr., yep. and Robert Rustler, and Vernon Wells is in this. As and well. you said that there is a face that we should recognize. Who's that? I thought you recognized his face. Uh, one of the guys who's been in one of the bikers, Michael Berryman. Didn't I say? Is that, isn't was... that the guy who said, I'm going to lose my te- teaching job? Yeah. He played the yeah. thing? The mutant biker. Yeah. Yeah. We did he, recognize he, he, him. He was in the Hills Have Eyes. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I thought you would recognize He's him. not the thing. I did. What the thing? The, the thing. Like the movie The Thing? Yeah. No. No, he wasn't him. No. It's been a while. He's no, but in... he was in the X-Files, I, I was yeah. saying. Yeah, he did. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I thought you'd recognize his face. I did recognize that face, but I didn't. You know that. I recognize face. a lot of faces. Like they're all fairly recognizable people in right. there. Um. Okay. So what's the plot? What's this about? So the plot of these two kids. Uh, they at the beginning of the movie, they're really into these girls in school, and they're watching them during gym class, being very typical uh, hormonal driven boys. Um. One of the boys' parents is out of town. Because they're what are they? They're visiting a, his brother in school. They're no, visiting the daughter. Sister. Yeah. Oh, the daughter. The, the sister daughter is um, wants to get married, yeah. and so they're meeting the, the, meeting the, the, yes, the, right, the sister, future in laws. Future in laws. And so his brother Chet is staying, mm-hmm. played by the late Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. And so they're having a sleepover, and during the sleepover, they decide to get the the great idea to create. Like a woman for them, yeah. Frankenstein's the, the great idea, great idea. So sort of yeah. As they're watching Frankenstein, and so they do this with this. Well, they try it first with something else. It doesn't work. And then they then he's like, did they? Yeah, they tried it. it doesn't notice work. Notice the first try. He's like, oh no, no, trying, they don't have enough juice. Yeah, they're like, this is all we can do, and they're like, all right, well, where can we get more power? So they get more power. They hack into what looks like NSA or something. Yeah, it's. Some defense using department, a yeah. Using a telephone, they've got bras on their heads, uh, I, a, which is the only reason it works. Yeah, <laughs> they've got a doll attached to like jumper cables. Mm-hmm. Um, then, but then they're feeding, so they're creating this woman. They're, they're everything from her boob size to which looks like so they're feeding her images until what looks like a shredder. They go, should we give her a brain? You yeah, that? yeah. So they give her a brain, but they make her like super Einstein smart. And they do a bunch of stuff, and then there's like, as they do in these movies, it's like, it's like thunder and lightning, and this cloud appears above the above the house, and the door blows up, and then there she is. Lisa pops out. Does she? She walks out the door. She walks I thought, the door. Wait, do they? Don't they go to sleep first, and then no. she? Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Mm-mm. She walks out, and she wants to go out, party, go out yeah. partying. Yeah. So they do. After this, after they get in the shower with full clothes on and watch her shower. Yeah, that's what. It, what do you guys want to do first? Yeah, so they get in the shower. Yeah, because they're boys. 
So anyway, they go to the, they go to the club, and this is where the movie I think Shalia was out, was out at this point. They go to this like mostly black club, which is it's odd. Well, to blues me, joint, right? Blues joint. But it's odd to me that these kids would know what that's where they would go. They don't. No, she's the she's one the one leading. leading all of this. Oh, okay. I was like, why are these kids going to go to this blues joint? They're in there, and Anthony Michael Hall is having a conversation with these kids, trying to say that he's. They're asking, "What are you doing with this square kid?" Because he's obviously a kid. Well, so, okay. Before what do they get, call him? Um, I forgot what they call him. But, a Yiggy or something. But before we get to that, the rules of the science in this movie are very weird. There's no science. It's magic. Like it is no science. And, so and, she, and wait, I, I want to touch on what you were just saying, Celia, yeah. because despite the fact that they get the idea from a from a um, Frankenstein movie, and they like the movie's described as Frankenstein, this is way more like I Dream of Genie or something. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but somehow this computer makes a human being. A something, a something, something. a something, a yeah. sentient something. Yeah, pops out. Yes. Then somehow this this doll they had plugged in turns into this woman. But we're never we're never allowed to forget that they control her. They yes. own her. Yeah. There's a lot of weird language. But the, so the scene at the beginning before they Very leave for the party genius. when they walk out the rooms and their outfits just change. Yes. Yeah. So she can kind She's of manipulate. Magic whatever existence she makes them fake id cards yeah. she has a car she has a car that shows up the three three cars over the, the period cars, of this right yep. yeah so she's able to do a bunch of magical creates things. money creates money for them she's able to do a lot mm-hmm. go shopping she can do it all. anyway so they get to this bar. but the real magic she gives them confidence gives them mm-hmm. confidence in themselves so the scene i think where shalia was out was when when uh, they they get drunk at this blues club, right? I was already out, honestly. You were out before the blues club. I was scene? out before the blues club. But did you? He- I read on. I think it was like Wikipedia or something. The so Anthony Michael Hall does this impression. He starts. He's drunk and he starts talking, oh, and yeah. it's just awful. And it turns out, do you know what it's based on? Mudbone. Not surprised. Richard Pryor. So John Hughes and Anthony Michael, uh, they used to sit and watch Richard Pryor and watch that. And then John Hughes was like, "We should do, we should do a scene where you play Mudbone." So he's talking. You know, it makes me feel a little better. I I, I don't no. know if it does. Well, so because it's Richard Pryor and he is right. He's yeah, but it's not like Richard something. Pryor said, "Do this. Like, this is a good so idea." So Anthony Michael is talking a very stereotypical black man blues voice, the drawl. Also, the uh, just the that. black characters in that bar. Where what did you say? I'm like, and one of them comes to the party later, and it's just like, just by existing, you're intimidating. They're, 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 yeah, they were using them for scary black man purposes. Yeah, like yeah. they do that lean forward, like they like growl, yeah. lean forward, do a lot of this. And even that, even these kids being afraid because it's just the presence of black people yeah, makes them afraid. It. Just the pure presence. There's of There's some people. others like who are dressed a little like the white people were dressed differently there, but like the black, like a lot of the black characters, they're just. That the only thing, there. yeah, the only thing that's interest or not interesting, but that can be intimidating it's is blackness. the fact that they are black. But then, but more and so, you, well, and then you have the 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 contrast of of uh, Lisa being so comfortable around all these yeah rough people or whatever yeah. But the others, the other group of scary people are all a bunch of white bikers. Mm-hmm. Later on, well, the mutant one bikers. Is native. No, he's not native. He's just he like wearing like native stuff, I think. Yeah. 
Okay. And then they have a black woman on a chain. Yeah. Yeah. The mutant bag. It looked like something out of Mad Max. Yeah. 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 Or Highlander. Or Highlander. I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, he does kind of like our crow magnet friend. He looks kind of like him. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so there there is sort of this black scent that he has that's obviously offensive. Mm-hmm. But the conversation about an eighth grade girl and her breasts yeah. is right. what they're I talking was, about. Yeah. Now, I was like. And the assumption should be that these guys are both 21. Right. Yes. So he's talking about some eighth grader, thirteen. And how he was in love with her. Yep. And she had these big titties and yada yada yada. My uh, and these other grown men are all in on this conversation. Yeah. My read or my ch- I chose to say they all know he's a child. You're lying, yeah. So he's talking about another child. That's the only way. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is rough. With, yeah. with fifteen minutes in, I'm already like, ah, oh, this is gonna be. This, this isn't the fun movie I once thought it was. No. Uh, so then fast forward, these two boys are figuring out what to do, how to explain her. She's around. Meanwhile, they're into these other two girls at the school who kind of. Are dating these jerks who pick on them. Bullies. One, yeah. Stereotypical 80s bullies. One played by Robert Downey Jr. Um, there's a scene with the slushy in the mall. Where they pour mm-hmm. the icy on them. Um, but yet these two guys then are obsessed with Lisa. Mm-hmm. What kills me is like, why they would hound you... dog all the way out of the mall? Because she makes eye contact with she them. She makes eye contact she makes them with them. think that it's worth pursuing her. Yeah, but their girlfriends were like standing right behind right. them. Yeah. But what, they what, what, turn around, go up the escalator and follow her all the totally. way out of the mall. Yeah. Why? I've been obviously been at high school age. There's no way I would think some older woman was at all into me. No. At, or have even like the heart to try to holler at somebody. That's what I was laughing at. I was like, you guys are kids. It's not like I was the coolest, yeah. but I would know that it, my chances only go down yeah. after I walk around the mall like with my tongue out of my mouth. Yeah, my percentages are... <laughs> my, percentage, my, cool. shooting, my, my shooting percentage goes down to like 2%. Yeah. If That's that. Oh, you still have a percent there. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 2% if that. Only because you It was just that. so cringing and unbelievable not none of it was believable just the idea that these so then they follow her out and she's waiting for her ride and it turns to be wyatt and gary and it's like is is the story that you guys are spinning that you're sharing her because that's weird too what is the difference between like her being your prostitute yes i don't i don't actually don't think there is one no but here's the thing though like She's still leading the. What, what I would give this movie is she's still. Lisa is leading the movie and all of the events. Yeah. yeah. So she knows there's only one of her. I think she understands that the situation is awkward no matter what and that she doesn't really belong to either of them mm-hmm. and she's not going to be getting with either of them. Well, yeah. she tried to get with Wyatt, but he fell asleep. I think it was all part of like. like, like a confidence she, building. I don't think yeah. she's really going to do it. She's like, she's the Mary Poppins. Yeah. yeah, she's very much like a very sexy Mary Poppins. Um, mixed with I Dream of Jeannie. I think her her job through her like Einstein level intelligence is realizing that these kids lack confidence. So she's doing things to get them confidence. That's part of the party. That's part of them at the end telling them to go down there and handle the situation. She man, created. things going in and out of a chimney. Because she's is another yeah. connection there. Because she's controlling um, the situation. Yeah, good so, point. So they get on there as a as a showing a, a, a sort of a, this force in front of these guys who were terrifying yeah. in front of all their f- classmates to make them seem cool. This is the nicer read we can give it, at least. It's yeah. much nicer. I'm I'm not as but it all but it, <laughs> cool to, on but the to movie your point now. though, it plays into all of these tropes that were definitely big in the '80s, which is like this big-breasted woman, these mm-hmm. men who oogle her. She wears these. I even like the scene where she's buying lingerie. 
Yeah. Like that's with not from a, a very six, old woman. Yeah. Sixteen year old be turned on by this. I I found that that scene kind of funny. It's funny, but like it's a thing we've the, seen. So here's the thing: Do you guys believe that they have any control over her? No. So that's the, what makes it seem better to me. I never believed that they actually did. She's not like Genie from Aladdin or something where she's forced to do anything for them. Right. Except they for they just her. ogle her the entire yeah. time. But um, and 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 she makes them look cool. Yeah. Yeah. And which is like what what, what movie did we do? But she lets him kiss her. What's the movie yes. that we did where um where he makes a deal with the girl to date him so that Can't he, Buy Me Love. Can't Buy Me Love. Mm-hmm. I guess there's some aspects similar, of that. Similar like my as a man, my access to being cool is how attractive the woman I have that yeah. I'm with. Yeah. That's only sort of problematic. <laughs> yeah. And dumb. Like it's not No, no. I I'm I What cooler. are you talking about? Yeah. What, um, me? Oh, hey, my beautiful. Oh, you make him you. so much cooler. Um, she does. She makes me cooler. So, did you guys like this movie? I Not really. No, not on the rewatch. To. I used to. I used to love it. I thought it was so funny. Well, I here's the deal. was funny show. to me. I was about to ask. Chet was funny? When I was a kid, I thought Chet was obnoxious. Yeah, now he's obnoxious. So, yeah, you're about to say, so go ahead. I watched the show some. Like, it wasn't something what that year I... What year the show run? 94. 4 to 98. And John Hughes didn't have permission or give permission. So same premise. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's yeah. just the you almost like Beetle. You remember Beetlejuice where it was just like, oh, it's the continued adventures of these two characters. It was the it was. And I remember it being all right. Now, I bet you going back and watching it, it's going to have different sort of problematic yes, stuff. It probably will. But I, I think that they always did a good job of her not being. Uh, of her being in charge of stuff, essentially. I don't remember it very Vanessa well. Vanessa Angel played. Lisa. But um, but yeah, so John Hughes, they because they wanted to redo or they wanted to make a TV show out of Ferris Bueller. Although he didn't do Ferris Bueller. Um, Uncle Buck. Anyway, there's lots that they wanted to do and he was just like anti. Um, so by the time they wanted to do Weird Science, they just didn't even ask him for permission. So he learned that they were doing it when he was watching TV and saw a commercial for it. He was wow. like, that looks like my movie. And then it was Weird Science. And it's like, well, fuck. Um, thought it was interesting. The other thing was interesting. I thought was um, Anthony Michael Hall was um, so they were filming National Lampoon's Vacation, the second one, and he chose to do this instead. So that's why they have a different son in the second movie. Wow. And that's one of those things that you see is that in the vacation movies that it's always the kids are always played by different actors. And it was just because he wasn't he wasn't available for that one. <laughs> so I thought that was funny too. I yeah I remember liking the show, so I, I want to I think we, I think it's free on Tubi, uh, T U B I. That's what um, our Fire Stick said. So maybe I'll watch some of it. Yeah, I don't know if I will, but you'll if you watch it when I'm down there, I don't mind. Um, any influences from this show? Did it influence you as young boys watching this? How old did you say I don't you were know. eight? I probably eight. That's ridiculous. This. this is potentially the first time I've seen this movie. Yeah. yeah no. It might not be, but it's hard because I'm I'm definitely mixing it up with the show, which I watched a bunch of. So I've seen it. It never really was one of my favorites, but I didn't ever really think about it as being particularly no. problematic. And then it's very problematic. Yeah. Uh, did you have a favorite scene in this? Mm. Or you just checked out early and was like, I'm just watching this. I checked out very early. I think maybe in the shower. 
<laughs> That's super early. It was like, this is your beginning and you're naked with these two little kids. Don't get it. Um, I, I have a very least favorite scene. That Chet turned into... That's no, that was funny. I, I like that actually. No, the uh, there was an enormous mess made in that house. Yeah, and it, <laughs> you know, you, how I you feel about said yeah. it out loud. Like I don't like this. <laughs> and, and then right I was like, the piano went through the fireplace. And I was like, her skirt's gonna come off. Her skirt comes off. Yeah, you know it's <laughs> coming. I don't uh, know how I feel about John Hughes. Like this. <laughs> Is another example of just like really. I think when people talk about John which, Hughes, which is the one with the high points, they don't talk like, about. Yeah, this. as if he's this great, but I don't. Oh, what's man, the one with Lucky Ducky Dong? That you, is sixteen candles. Sixteen candles, yeah. So that's already another one that's going to be a problem. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> this movie. I don't know if I had a favorite sequence or scene. I liked the end of when the bikers show up. Yeah, that was fun. When, when, when they're all like, boy. "Oh, well, uh, sir, thank you for inviting us into your lovely home." Hey, please don't say anything. I might lose my teaching yeah, job. Yeah, <laughs> like, like there, there is like some smart stuff there. I liked her. I thought I, she was so pretty. She was really good. I thought she I was liked, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I could say she was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, she was good. And like, I liked that she was in control of all the events. And then the um uh the Wyatt the kid who played Wyatt so Wyatt was good it was interesting because like I don't didn't see him on much else um in terms of acting but like he had like he had a constant smile on his face like even though the um the one of the ongoing themes in this is that he's too stressed out and he's too uptight and he needs to loosen up he is always has this like sweet smile and I I thought that was an interesting thing um it was also funny to see this like idea of the high school like, especially in the 80s these high school parties these house parties and at the i think at some point in my life i wanted to go to those but like i thought ooh, when i'm in high school i'm gonna go to these parties and i think i thought it would be like of that these and with I mean, suit jackets and a, and a whole like and, uh, dinner spread out on not, the table so yeah that. that was interesting they all run in and eat the food but like we talked about parties at like um can't buy me love and some of the other movies we've watched of american just, like, pie of yeah just like i mean we own house parties have, have always been X. around but this is the f- one of the first times but in, on the show like actual uh, some of our episodes we've had yeah we've, we've had house parties. Combined house parties. Had one, yeah. um and i'm thinking i don't again get in with the mess like i don't know that i want to hang out with these kids and no, they don't look fun. It doesn't look fun. Like you, they destroy stuff. And but you went to house parties in high school, right? They make a mess. I know. But it wasn't and like that. There were things broken. I got in trouble because I had a party and things. What? Broken. How many people came to your party? Too many people. It wasn't a party. It was like an after party, and there was too many people. Um, <laughs> I got in trouble for that. But then, like, yeah, it's just like it's a mess. And I, why would you want that? I guess I'm over it. I'm an old lady now. <laughs> but but the movie ends with Lisa showing up at the school as like a teacher. Yeah, so she stays alive and she's a gym teacher. That was kind of funny. Well, it was funny that she was like, I have to go now. And I was like, what are the... These are like movie rules. Like, oh, I have to go now. Like, like what's her name? Like, My uh, job is done. Uh, yeah. Like Mary Poppins mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And then also it made me think, you remember the Poochie episode of The Simpsons? Mm-mm. Oh, okay, never mind. But no, you're right, right. I hadn't thought about it's very Mary's Poppins ish. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. This in, magical in woman a, shows up and like helps guide the people to something and then says, Well, farewell now. Yeah. 
I have to go now. I was like, why? Why do you have to go? Aside from that, you have to go. And where are you going to go? Because she can just build, she can make whatever, make her own little. Why did she choose to be a PE teacher? Because she likes to see like guys fall over. She likes young kids. (laughs) She likes young kids. Well, I mean, that, this even is that's like the less, Mary Kay Letourneau I was going to say, maybe I should Of the on. 80s. How old is Mary Kay Letourneau? Because 24 to 17 doesn't seem that crazy to me at this point. As a teacher, I mean, yeah. that's, she... Well, now she would be a teacher, you're right. So now she's she's got a, a, a what do you call it, a position and of they're responsibility. they're not 17, they're 15. Yeah, they're 15. And then one of you're them, right. like, two weeks earlier. They're, they're, act, they're actor ages, they're not that far from each no. other. Yeah. But yeah, so she's showing up to, like, molest more boys? Yeah. That's a weird ending for a movie. Yeah, <laughs> more molestation. <laughs> I love the eighties. Yeah, but I would have, I, I would have loved that scene when I was a kid, though. Do you think they would reboot this movie? Yeah, they would gender swap it. Yeah, thank you. I was gonna say they would. And it would be Chris would Hemsworth. Have, no, yeah. you can't <laughs> well, Chris Hemsworth's a little yeah, old. They would yeah, you can't. Some some young women in the STEM program decide yep. to make the perfect yep. man because men are yep. trash. Yeah, <laughs> and they make and they make the perfect man. And he doesn't rape them. No, yeah, no. They, they cut all the sexual stuff. No, they wouldn't he, cut he, all this extra stuff, but instead, it would be the girls trying to kiss him, yeah, or, or something like that. Yeah, he wouldn't be making any moves on them, and he would be trying to make them look cool and learn to just be themselves. And guys would like you anyway, and they're good men out here. It's not just you have to create them. Yeah, and it's all about confidence boosting, yeah. and you know they'll take off their glasses and their retainer, and they'll be beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, who, so wait, so who, who would you put in the Lisa role? What guy? Oh, so I I realized Chris Hemsworth's too old now. Michael B. Jordan. No, too he's too old now too. He's our age. So a young, a young. Who's young in like? I, I don't know. Who's we, a young, some, one we'd the, have one to the look. Jonas Brothers. I don't know. Nah, I think somebody. Wait, somebody one of the is one of the Hemsworth brothers still in the early twenties? Liam. Like Chris Hemsworth would be the right because he also has the the humor. Yeah. And like the charisma, but like as far as age appropriate, what what? Why not? Shalia's in, initial inspect. Make this happen in college. Because I, I, I mean, you could, but I feel like the there's a certain thing about the well, high school boys want, are like are like horny trying to figure out. I could see it, but we I don't want some old guy hanging out with two high school girls. The, that's that's the thing. That. That's why we're trying to get the age right. Because they, but here's the thing: you could turn that into humor and not make it creepy. The humor is like like, like uh, you saw the reboot of twenty of twenty one Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. And like you're too old. To, like the joke was like, yeah. It's like Chang Tatum looked too old to be in high school. Yeah, but you like, you have joke. to age up the girls and age down the guy. Yeah, like with like they're within three years of each other, maybe four. For it not to be super creepy, so he's like a college kid that they've created. Yeah, who's hanging out with them? Who's someone's boyfriend? And mm-hmm. they're, they're juniors in high school. Yeah. yeah, and they're trying to look cool for their you know their friends. Yeah, you could do that. I just want to know who the. Of guy course, is. the actresses could potentially be older than the yeah. actual guy. <laughs> Bad, they could be like 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 Laura Harrier, who's like in her thirties, playing a high school student in yeah <laughs> in, 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 in Spider Man. <laughs> so I honestly, I um early twenties. Wait, good job. We just wrote a movie. I don't really know. We wrote the we're science reboot. I don't. Yeah, I don't know early twenty male actors. The person has to have a, the right sort of charisma, like for it to be a man who's not creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be a Chris Hemsworth like sort of guy. Type, type, yeah. Not, I don't know. Not like a rapper. Michael B. Jordan, he smolders too much. <laughs> yeah, che- chewing on iron. <laughs> Tom Holland looks too young. Yeah, that's the thing is you have to be, you have to look the part. So you have to. Dylan be O'Brien, amazing. maybe. Liam. How Liam. old is Liam? He was born nineteen ninety. 
No, he's almost 30. Almost 30. All right, friends, if you have an opinion on this, let us know. Zach Efron. He's too old. He's too old, too. He, still he, look could it, have, he could have done it in he Neighbors. He can look it. He can look young. I don't think so. I Timothy think Chalamet looks too young. And you know who I would want to make this movie? Who? Whoever was responsible for blockers. I think they yeah. could get the tone right. I Because that was all about, what, three or four high school girls and their, like, wanting to lose their virginity and all that. But it wasn't done in, like, a creepy way or an overly moralistic way. Yeah. I think, and it was hilarious. It was so funny. It was very funny. Um, although I watched it with your sister and she did not laugh. And then she she uh, was kind of stuck on the lack of people of color in the role. One of the main characters yeah. is an Indian girl. Um, she's half. And the mom. And the yeah. mom's not in it very much. And the main characters are really the, those three parents. Anyway, it was very interesting because I don't think of Carmea as like pointing out race stuff that often, but she did this time. I was like, and I, I, we experienced it and laughed really hard. And that's what she felt coming out of it. But I mean, obviously she's someone who, you know, if you're working in that population, you that's probably, right. you probably notice it. Cause like, mm. this is a population I work in and I'm not seeing this population. That's a good point. I, I work at a high school. But where yeah. did this take place? Uh, somewhere not a script. Well, <laughs> in Weird Science, it took place in Sherman. Illinois. Illinois, yeah, um, one of America's towns. That's <laughs> yeah. what the billboard said. Nice, but it's the um, same mythical place as Breakfast Club and uh, so the other stuff. Yeah. Wait, it's taking place in the same place, but like the, the actors are playing different versions. Yeah. This would be a weird because he's in Breakfast Club, right? Yeah, he is. and sixteen candles. and in sixteen candles, he's got the panties, and then um, <laughs> right, it's all and they're all filmed yeah. in the same high school too, and it's because that high school had closed, and so it was just it's available the, for filming. Film yeah. yeah. So, very interesting. Speaking of panties, so the very first scene, the very first scene scene of Weird Science, the two kids are watching, yeah, they're standing in the door of the gym room and watching the girls do gymnastics, and Robert Downey Jr. and the other bully go and pants them, and then they all look, and you see them, and then everyone laughs, and they pull their pants back up. The underwear that they're wearing, do, do those still exist? No. No. I yeah, mean, I, I was like, they like, might exist, but whatever. But I, I don't know what you're wearing right no. now. But everybody discovered the boxer briefs, which are basically briefs, but they they move the leg down a little bit so it doesn't cut you. <laughs> and they're <laughs> right? super comfortable. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I don't think men still wear those. They do. I don't. Somebody imagine. does. Yeah. Probably somebody who grew up wearing you, those you and never when changed. Go, I don't know if you ever go underwear shopping, but when you go, you go to the men's section. They're still there. But they're just not. There's no way they're selling the way the boxer briefs are. No. Okay. For for normal regular people, if you're, I'm not an exotic dancer, so I don't have a use for like, a thong. Yeah, I don't have use for it. Yeah, those, I was just like, wait, I don't. I I'm don't sure there's a lifestyle out there for people that speaks to that because they're they're there every time I go. There's they are. Yeah, boxes of them. People, I'm okay. a, people are obviously buying them. So all right, there you yeah. go. To be fair, I buy all of my underwear off of Amazon. So wow, wave of the future. I go to Ross. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Because you like to leave your house. Yeah, because no, you know you can get really nice boxer briefs, like some nice polo boxer briefs for cheap. Thank you. Here, just get the the fruit of the loom. From oh, the Amazon. polo ones will change your life, man. That that cotton, ah, oh, so comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, comfortable. But how much does it cost? It's I'm talking cheap. about cheaper it, than the fruit of the loom. Yeah, it's cheap. It's Ross. It's cheap. We're not talking. I mean, that's like not even TJ Maxx. Yeah. That's Ross. It's cheap. 
I want to do a, a side-by-side comparison. One of these days we'll go. We'll, we'll find some for you. you so you're, you're, like you're wearing the polos right now? <laughs> I'm wearing jockey right now because they're okay. longer and they're a little warmer. See, I'm either in. It is a cold day. Yeah. So, so the jockey. So, so I need to give Hanes. I got to give Hanes their, 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 their due. I'm so wearing Hanes For today. all of our friends who are our male friends who listen to podcasts. So jockey sells these boxer briefs that are a little longer. And if you live somewhere like here where the temperature can be cold, they are perfect. Nice. If, if it's a little chilly out, there's like a little longer. The cotton, they're a little warmer. And they I can get these warm. at Ross then? You can get them in? Yeah, you can get them at Ross. I'm going to go. Oh, shit. Oh. I'm going right. to get a pair. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's, there it's we go. Not. They're probably good for hiking. He oh, yeah, for a. sure. For hiking. Like, I, I accidentally, I didn't know they were super long. And I actually been, I bought a bunch one day and got home. I was like, these are extra long. I feel like I'm wearing like compression shorts. <laughs> oh, you know what? They might have them in a Costco. That would be the best. Yeah. Uh, but you know when it got really cold this year, like mm-hmm. I wore them and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." Mm-hmm. Remember, like we had that stretch for snow where it was just brick outside every morning. Yes. And I was like, "I'm not built for this kind of weather." No. Which reminds me, I found a gift. I need to put on my gift list. Uh, North Face. Was there a tea there? Gift. Oh, I thought you had a list of gifts. No gift list. So North Face sells like these little like, hoodie things you can wear. Mm-hmm. Man, I need to buy one for next. Like home. it's a separate detachable hoodie. Yeah. That's funny because now you're making me think of those little uh, hats that kids used to wear back in the day. Yeah, they're like a little beanie that goes over your ears, and usually a little couple of danglies. It's like it's a, its own hood. I have one of those. Because oh. and not to be dark actually, I've seen you wearing it, haven't I? Yeah, <laughs> not, to, not to be dark, not to be dark and gloomy, but I think we're gonna have more of these extreme weather events yeah. moving forward. Like last year was that was not normal for the Pacific Northwest, no. and I'm fearful that we're gonna have more of those i just want to be physically prepared you know since you bring it up i like i just spent uh a month or more in florida and in you know what is that east florida yeah um and the way the storms go i mean it's all like at sea level and these crazy wild storms will come in for like 45 minutes and uh if storms really are increasing like there was a there was one point that there was a manhole cover that was popping up and down. I mean, ding ding ding. Yeah, it's ding, terrifying. Ding. Like I'm like, yeah. And um, the way that Kennedy Space Center works, like they have these announcements that go over the thing. They're like, don't leave, like, you know, don't go near any windows or during this period of time, do not leave the building. Blah blah blah. And it just it just happens. That's yeah. insane. Very scary. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of very scary, weird science, very scary. Not really. It was fine. But, um, okay. I don't have anything else really to say. Should we? Are you guys ready to rate it? Rate it. Weird Science. Is it a classic or are you past it? Past it. It's a classic, man. Even though I didn't enjoy it. It is a classic film. Young Robert Downey Jr. Science. There's no science, science in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's no science in this, this movie. This is a, w- this is a movie about magic. And like, I if you go into it thinking science. of it like like magical uh, uh, Mary, Poppins, Mary Poppins, I think that's a lot more accurate of a read. Yeah, and that that makes me feel better, right? Like that she doesn't actually do anything to them aside from kiss them. Right. And and it is like the the teenage male fantasy version of Mary Poppins. So because of that, it's making me a little bit more open to it because. I was not feeling it earlier. I also, my memories were that it was science. And so watching it and being like, this is not, this is. You know what my memories are? Other. Maybe yours are too, are from the show where I think that they do do more sciencey stuff. Oh, maybe, maybe. And they have an adventure week to week to week. Just like there was a uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show that lasted for like a season. I don't there was. That. Hmm. We yeah. need to do that. I think uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is 90. 1989. Yeah. Okay, we have lots to do, um, but 
next week we are are we starting our tributes so we're gonna do boys in the hood and return of the jedi yeah after that yeah so 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 next week is our tributes our tributes week um well not week but two weeks right weeks yeah (laughs) (laughs) when we record next we will be recording a tribute or two okay uh so friends hopefully you enjoyed it let us know what you think we are always open to feedback and we're excited to do some tributes to some greats uh over the next couple weeks when kendon what will we be we'll be back Woo.